Welcome back to another episode of Keybinds, the official podcast from Trample Gaming. I am the Mad Bishop, joined as always by Pinch and Triceratops. We're going to be covering the news, and boy, there's a lot of it, especially with E3 around the corner. We're going to be talking about the new Battlefield game. Some new information has come out about that. We're going to be talking about esports at the Olympics and maybe some Nintendo news. So let's just jump right in. Battlefield 6 supposedly will be called 2042. Now, we were just talking about this last week, about one of my favorite Battlefield games was 2142. This one is supposedly 2042. All of this is unconfirmed rumors on Reddit, really, <laughs> but... Um, it kind of makes sense. It would be on brand for some of the teasers that they've had. They've been interrupting, or they they had um, like some glitchy kind of teasers for uh, the announcement. And we're gonna know soon enough. June 9th, we're gonna we're gonna know. But uh, I'm personally, I'm excited. I think if they're they're moving to a more kind of futuristic battlefield format, that's a big departure from what they've done over the past five years for sure. I'm excited. Anybody thoughts, comments, 2042 concerns? is not that far away. How yeah. futuristic is that? Okay. That... I'm, I'm <clears throat> Considering the previous Battlefield games were, you know, like World War II and World War One, and the last oh. real, like, you know, quote-unquote, like, modern Battlefield game was Battlefield 4, which was... When when was that even released? Like I don't even remember. It's been twenty twelve. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's been a while. So we, <laughs> so Battlefield fans are getting pretty excited for having you know modern guns in their games, which is awesome because like you can only do so much with a Mosin Nagant, you know. Yeah, and it you know, but Sarah, you bring up a good point. It's not that far in the future. We're talking about. 21 years in the future so it's got to be somewhat grounded in right like modern uh shooters i would think uh similar kind of aesthetic for probably what we saw with with four um and uh yeah pinch i think it's a it's a good point for them to bring this back to more of a modern setting because right it has been a really long time honestly i didn't even really think about that and It'll be yeah, it'll that's... be really really exciting because Battlefield does a great job doing a lot of research on their on their guns and the way that they work and the mechanics and even like cocking them properly and stuff like that. Like I remember um you know the the Martini Henry in Battlefield 1 where like literally every fire every time you fired you had to reload a new a new round, you know, like It'll be cool to see what they bring into into twenty forty two if that's if that's what they're doing, you know, because we'll get mm-hmm. to see a lot of like modern uh modern weaponry that the general public doesn't necessarily get to see, you know, and potentially some stuff that um the military has you know, allowed dice to kind of toy with and you know be like okay this is some stuff that you know the general populace don't really know about you know so it'll be Mm -hmm. cool yep 
No, I'm with you. I am with you. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, June 9th is the Battlefield Reveal event, so all will be answered, which is as of the time of this recording tomorrow. So we're kind of speculating before, obviously, these things come out. But uh, definitely excited to see kind of what they're going to be doing. 64v64 matches. Oh, boy. Watch out. Let's... Uh... <laughs> I, I Again, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be a good time. Now, moving on, of course, to future gaming news. It is that time of the year. We're in June. E3 is back. And feels like a different mood this year. Last year, it was sort of morose, if you will. No real gaming shows. No real news on new stuff coming out. Obviously, last year, we had things like BlizzCon. But, um, and, you know, the... TwitchCon that was online, uh, but E3 just totally canceled last year, which is fine, right? That makes sense, but it's back, and now it's all live-streamed, so nothing really, like, in person, right? But, uh, but they're at least back. Now, Konami and Sony will not be there, straight up. Don't expect anything from them. They're going to have their own event uh, where they'll be doing their own announcements. So if you're a Sony fan, just skip E3 maybe. <laughs> if you're a PC fan, of course, definitely don't do that though. Uh, now, of course, the schedule has been released. So I'll just run through this real quick. A couple things to note. Uh, everything starts Saturday, June 12th. Starts at 10 a.m. All times are, are Pacific time. Okay, so just add three hours. Uh, if you're East Coast. So, uh, 10 a.m. Pacific Time broadcast starts, broadcast pre-show, followed by Ubisoft, and then Gearbox, and then Games Beat. That's kind of your order for day one on Saturday. No clue what we're going to be seeing from Gearbox, although we do know that Ubisoft is going to be showing off a new Rainbow Six game. Um, of course, as I'm saying that, the name escapes me, but we'll get there. Sunday, June 13th. Starts at 8.45 a.m., again, Pacific Time, uh, followed by 24 Entertainment's Naraka Blade Point. Uh, Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase is also that day. That's at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, so you're not going to want to miss that. No idea what we're going to be hearing about. Who knows? Um, Starfield? Who knows? Uh, Square Enix is after them, so what are we going to be hearing from them? Is Elden Ring going to be a part of this show at all? Who, who knows? We just have no clue. Okay, No idea. Uh, Warner, Warner Brothers is going to be showcasing a game that we've been talking about kind of offline for a long time, which is Back for Blood. That is the spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, a game that many of you are aware that we all adore. So That's so exciting. I'm so excited yeah. for Back for Blood. I mean, they're, they're getting their own showcase. They have a 30-minute showcase like on Sunday, June 13th. That's how... Uh, I just can't. That's... <laughs> I mean, this this broadcast schedule is huge, and it spans four days. Um, I believe E three tweeted it out, yeah. So mm -hmm. you can you yep. can go check that out. I'm sure that they, I'm sure they pinned it on, directly on their tweets as well. Yeah, and so. e three expo dot com. Check check it out because there's. I mean, it's just insane. It's insane, um, and it's great, right? This is great for the gaming industry. I think just to have this sort of back and. Uh, in full swing um and then of course we're gonna have the pc gaming show uh some people on twitter were asking hey no sega or atlas 
panels here, because if you look at the rest of it, Sega and Atlas aren't on here. Uh, they're going to be a part of the PC gaming show on that Sunday, so if you're interested in their games, definitely take a peek. Um, at least Sega. Not sure about Atlas. Sega will be, though. That is confirmed. Uh, that PC gaming show was running for about an hour and a half, so there's going to be a lot of stuff packed in there, and then the future game show wraps up Sunday. Monday, uh, you've got Verizon in television. Take-Two Interactive is doing a panel. We'll see what goes on there. Mythical Games, Indie Showcase, Freedom Games, then Capcom, and then Razer. So Capcom and Razer end Monday, June 14th. And then Tuesday, June 15th, we're going to see Nintendo's Nintendo Direct and their Nintendo Treehouse Live. We will get to that in a little bit. I'm not going to dive in quite yet. Bandai Namco is going as well. Eureka Studio, GameSpot, and then the official E3 2021 awards show is going down that afternoon, Tuesday, June 15th. So, pretty packed schedule. Any games that y'all are kind of looking forward to or think might be showcased or uh, any thoughts on E3 kind of coming back this year? I think it's good. I mean, you're right. It's great for the it's great for the gaming community uh, to to bring this back. I'm really excited to see a lot of things. I'm an indie game nut job, so I'm excited for the indie showcase myself. Um, oh and then, yeah! And of course, the PC gaming show is going to be fantastic. Um, you know, obviously, I'm going to watch Bethesda, even though they break my heart. Um, and Square Enix, like, and of course, Back for Blood, like all of it, really, like, it's going to be great. I'm with you. I'm with you. I totally agree. I, I'm personally, I'm excited to see, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, but on some level, we have to believe that we're going to start to see some new Elder Scrolls stuff, right? I think... On some level, they got to show us something. No, they teased I mean, been... it. They teased it two years ago, or three years ago now. Um, they won't. They won't do anything for another two years, and then when they release it in 2042, uh, <laughs> it'll still be broken. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, we joke, but kind of, <laughs> kind yeah. of joking. Yeah, I know. Kind of serious. It's it's I know. It I know you you just don't know with Bethesda and especially with what happened with the Microsoft buyout and what's going on. You got to believe Microsoft is going to be like, "Hey guys, first E3 back from quarantine. We got to kick gas. We got to show something. Maybe we show Starfield. I they got to do something. Something has got to happen there. Um, I forgot Starfield was a Bethesda project. Holy. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get excited, guys, because that the Xbox Bethesda showcase is two mm-hmm. hours, so they got a lot of time to to show us, you know, four seconds of game footage. <laughs> well, Square Enix has got two hours too, right? So uh, that's Sunday. For E3 is going to be interesting. Sarah, any thoughts on, I don't know, any any games that you might be looking interested at for, you know, next year? Or? Um, I mean, I don't really have a lot of stock in this, to be honest, but yeah. I always find something that's pretty cool. Um, I try to at least tune in for a little bit just to see mm-hmm. what's going on, try to keep up with the, the new games and stuff. Um, I don't know, nothing, nothing in this article that we're 
we're, you know, going off of has really uh, struck my fancy. But I'm sure there's going to be something that I'm interested in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe new Halo information. We will see. Gosh, I can't wait. By the way, the rumor also is that Steam and Microsoft are going to have some sort of announcement at E3 as well. No clue what that means, but I don't know. We'll see. All right, moving on. Got to talk about the Olympics because this made kind of headlines this week. And I'll just read the title from the Verge article. You can check it out. But the Olympics vision of gaming looks very different from the biggest esports. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that a big shock? Not really. Doesn't surprise me. Basically, the Olympic Committee is focusing on sort of sports-based gaming competitions, okay? So, uh, you know, things like Gran Turismo, um, you know, cycling um, with, what is it, Z-Swift or whatever the... Um, Zwift, Cycling. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zwift, yeah, Zwift, right? Um, you know, no League of Legends, no, <laughs> you know, no Overwatch, no Valorant, no CS, no, you know, no traditional sort of esports that we think about. Um, but they do have this virtual series that's coming. And um, a couple of them are, you know, you're kind of required to compete physically, like you actually physically have to. You know, like with Swift, right? Like you have to get on a bike and actually do it. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting because I mean, when we think of the Olympics, we think about being actually physical, right? Like these the the Olympic people um, are at like the best shape of like they're the best humans competing for the you know for the prize of being the best human. Um, but things like things like cycling on an actual bike but it's like connected to a computer is is really fascinating to me you know because you you remove like the outdoor element you remove essentially the 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 element of you know po the potentiality of getting into a giant bike crash which those are always kind of cool to see you know <laughs> I mean, like, it's scary. It's super scary, but like the weight, like you know, just the wave of people falling, like it's, yeah, it's almost like it's almost oddly satisfying to see just like the way that they all fall and then recover and then yeah. keep going. You know, like if I if I fell off my bike like that, I'd be like Peter Griffin on the on the corner for like an hour, <laughs> no. like <laughs> you know what I mean, like. I wouldn't be able to just get back up and keep keep cycling for thirty eight more miles, you know. Like, uh, but no, it's it's interesting. I'm kind of bummed that we're not going to get like an Olympic Rocket League team or you know <laughs> League of Legends team or whatever. But I guess it kind of makes sense keeping to the tradition of the Olympics. Yeah, I think it's going to take a real culture shift over the next 10 to 15 years i think where we start to realize some of these esports are just forever kind of things you know i just as starcraft 2 continues to be a thing uh, obviously not as popular as it once was but the esports are still big 
obviously Dota's been big for a decade, two, almost two decades at this point. CS has been big for two decades. You just have to think that some of these games are just sort of here for the long haul, um, League included. Some will fade away, but I just think that some of these are eternal. You know, it's kind of like, to me, it's like having basketball in the Olympics. It's like having, you know, your traditional sports in the Olympics. And I think that we'll start to see some of these attitudes change over the next you know, few years, I think, where we will start to see maybe national teams coming together once every four years. I, I just think that would be insane to see the best of the best from every single region, kind of like what they do in Valorant, but across multiple games, you know, instead of just single games that we see typically, you know, with ESL or something like that. So I don't know. We'll just have to see, but I think it's pretty cool. Apparently, so the World Baseball Softball Confederation, because I was looking this up because there's five games, right? And we know about Gran Turismo, we know about Zwift. Well, what I didn't know about was eBaseball Powerful Pro Baseball 2020. Okay, that's that's one of the games that's featured. That's a, a mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Konami game. Uh, I don't even know if this is available in the U.S. I have no idea. Anyway, so there you go. That's random and interesting. <laughs> cool. Um, and then World Sailing is hosting a competition for virtual regatta, huh. which uh, is exactly what it sounds like, right? So, um, watching people do that in real life, like I don't, I don't think I could do that, like without dying. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's intense. I'd rather do it in a video game. Same. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, I think um, that has, like, a... It, I mean, all of this stuff could be, like, a double-edged sword. I mean, people could, like, use these games and stuff to train, right? Mm-hmm. In theory. It's kind of... Cer- certainly Zwift, right? Like, that is absolutely... Because you're yeah. on a bike and you're... Yeah. I mean, definitely... Um, at least they're not having cool. like Peloton races, you know. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just kidding. I kind of want one. <laughs> oh, they weren't so expensive. Totally. Yeah. No. Way too expensive, in my opinion. I'll just get on my iPad and look at me riding up a hill or something on my well, fake bike. Or use your Ring Fit Adventure. All right, moving on. Perfect. How about that? Look at this. We're talking about Nintendo. This is a perfect segue. This is good. I like this. There you go. (laughs) So apparently, Nintendo's E3 event is going to be 100% focused on games. So what does that mean? Because I'm sure everybody has heard the rumors about a new more powerful Switch piece of hardware, an upgrade to the Switch hardware coming out at some point. We know nothing about it other than there are some rumors, like Bloomberg reported, this was a while ago, that Nintendo was working with NVIDIA to bring DLSS, which is deep learning super sampling chips, to the Switch. So that'll let it you know, play 4K games when it's stocked into a TV. Uh, it's going to give it better frame rate performance, hopefully, better, <laughs> all sorts of better things. Um, 
Fun fact, the, the main reason that Fountain of Dreams, the stage in Super Smash Brothers, is not a tournament legal stage, we don't use that as at our tournaments, uh, is because the frame rates can dip because of the effects going on in the background. That is a perfectly fine stage to play on, but because of the frame rate dips, really can't use it in a competitive setting, and we've never included it in any of the tournaments that we've run. So uh, <laughs> it's weird that a limitation, a hardware limitation that causes frame drops on a specific map kind of means that you can't play it competitively, or at least we don't. So I wonder how this now is going to change, because there's two there's two things to unpack, right? Are we going to get information about new Switch hardware coming before E3 or after E3? And then part two is, what are we getting with their E3 presentation? They've got a Nintendo Direct, and they're doing a Treehouse Live where they're doing like live streaming of games that they're uh, that they're going to be releasing. Again, we don't know really a whole hell of a lot about what games are actually going to be covering. We, we just don't know. Um, any thoughts about what's going on with Nintendo? I mean, it seems like this is going to be a big deal. Are y'all excited for this? Are we going to have to buy another Switch? <laughs> uh-huh. If you have to ask. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All yeah. right. Start saving up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's exciting. Yeah. I, I'm always down to try out the newest equipment, you know, the newest in gaming. Um, should be pretty, uh, pretty powerful, I think. I'm with you. Maybe play I some, agree. like, higher, you know, graphic games and stuff. Yeah, are we going to see pretty AAA cool. games coming, yeah. you know, more so to the Switch? I don't Maybe. I know there's a lot of Nintendo heads that are out there who are super excited about it. Um, I, I'm excited to see what what they do. Uh, it's it's cool because, you know, when you dock your Switch on your big ass TV, you're still running. You know, you're not running 4K, so it'll be cool to be to to see if the new Switch will be able to do that um, seamlessly and well. You know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And I think that NVIDIA has made huge strides in the mobile gaming space with some of their chipsets and decreasing the size. Even some of their gaming laptop-specific cards and things are getting what I would consider to be very good. Very, very good. So it just makes sense that Nintendo is going to take advantage of some of that and put some of their first-party titles on there i mean it, it's i'm definitely excited i think it's going to be good i'm i think that they're going to be talking about a lot of the games and the game schedule that that's going to be released probably through the end of the year supposedly we're going to get the last or at least maybe a teaser for the last dlc characters for smash which is going to be great I mean, just what what could be better than that? That's super fun. I'm so excited. And, you know, a lot of times E3, it's kind of like, well, okay, I like a couple things. I'm interested. But I tell you, this, there are a number of things this year that are really sort of piquing my interest. And um, even if they don't talk about hardware before this or after this or whatever, I'm still just excited to see what their roadmap looks like for the rest of the life cycle for, for the Switch as we know it. So that'll be cool. 
All right, we're going to get ready to wrap things up. We do have some very brief Valorant patch notes that we wanted to cover. 2.11 is out. I mean, this is less than a page of notes, really. Nothing to really write home about, but there's a couple competitive updates added a leaderboard search bar. Uh, they're putting replication back in to the uh, rotation, and that's going to replace escalation for right now. Uh, apparently there were some performance updates. They improved the client frame rate by 1% on average for medium to high spec machines by optimizing abilities, equipment, and weapons in your inventory. Again, go to playvalorant.com if you want to read the rest of this. There's really nothing that in my mind makes sense. Um, I actually did run into this issue last night. Thought I was going crazy when we were playing last night. Um, but there was an issue where Reyna couldn't sell, then rebuy, dismiss ability during the buy phase. I literally had that happen um, last night. I thought I was going crazy. I didn't even say anything because I was just like, well, maybe I'm just insane. <laughs> but as soon as I saw that, I was like, dude, that definitely happened to me last night. So, um, yeah. Anyways, that's it. Next Valorant patch is going to be a big one. They're changing how the economy works. Moving away from $100 increments to $50 increments for guns, abilities, all sorts of stuff. So that's going to be a big deal. And oh, by the way, rest in peace, Judge, because that price is going apparently through the roof, as it should be. So that's it for Valorant. And, uh, <laughs> you know, end of the season, a couple weeks left now. It's definitely been a slog, <laughs> for sure, in all of our ranked games, but we're, you know, we're getting there, and and you know, hopefully we'll have some new content, maybe sometime over the summer, maybe July, we'll get a new agent. There is a teaser for the new agent, so there's some stuff coming. And when we get new patch notes, I think it should be shipping next week or the week after, since it's a big patch. I uh, will cover that obviously on the podcast. So. That is it. Now we're going to wrap up this week as we always wrap it up. Well, first I should just open it up. Any thoughts on Valorant and this patch or what's coming next? I don't know. I hope they fix rank soon. It's <laughs> so shitty coming back and like nothing's changed. Well, yeah, I feel like feel like you came back at the the worst time too because the last couple weeks of of the act there's just people who were who were throwing their accounts to get back down so they can so they can grind back up you know what i mean like it's it's really it's a bizarre time at the begin at the end of the act because you don't really get to see your true ranks um, and people's true ranks because everybody's on their smurfs or you know messing around so um it's it's definitely hard i'm excited to i'm excited to see what the next act brings us um you know the the next the next season all of that stuff like i'm i'm ex super excited to to see uh where the gun metas change because if they change the prices of guns obviously you know nobody's it'll be harder to it'll be harder to save on certain things like you know judge rounds for saves you know um but i i'm i'm definitely excited i'm excited i want to know what my new agent is they've already teased <laughs> it they've already teased it you know like they've teased it a bunch 
people are speculating that it's going to be like a like a sombra esque, um, you know, like hackable, like yeah. remove remove your um, abilities or you know revenant type type player. So it'll be exciting. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that's what I am predicting as well. I like it. I agree. It's going to be definitely weird to get used to, especially because we've had the same. I mean, it's been set for over a year. We are so used to these prices. Now, they've changed. Obviously, they've changed some of the prices up and down over the past year, but nothing this drastic. But clearly, they see an opportunity to change how the economy works, and they're taking that. And honestly, I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea. So we'll take it. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode as we always do with what we are listening to, what we are watching and what we are playing. Uh I guess I'll start with myself. I'm listening to HD for President and uh if you have not heard any of his songs it sounds like mid 2000s like awesome southern rap. Check it out. Do not uh, do not sleep on it. It's good. Um what else have I been listening to? Oh, I guess the the new At The Gates. I've been listening to the new At The Gates album, uh, which is really good if you're into metal. So that's it for me. Bench, what are you listening to? <laughs> so today I brought it all the way back to 2004 um, with some Ratatat. Uh, and I was listening to that basically uh, for most of the weekend, actually. It's very like... I th- I feel like Eratitat was like the precursor to what what lo-fi and like chill hop all came from, you know? It's very <laughs> electronic, very very, you know, just kind of raw synth and kind of chill. I don't know if you've ever listened to Eratitat, but holy no. um they they did a remix with MGMT and Steve Aoki of Kid Cudi's um, Pursuit of yes. Happiness. So yes. they're on that track. And, okay. uh, you know, like that was that was the first song that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot Ratatat was a thing. And then I just d- <laughs> dived headfirst into it again. So uh, that's nice. basically what I've been listening to. What about you, Sarah? Um, Royal Blood has a new album um specifically the song typhoons oh my god so good so freaking good um it's just more alternative music you're welcome i i don't ever listen to anything else so (laughs) if you're into alt just uh check out their new album it's called i think it's called typhoons typhoons yeah (laughs) yep there you go it's great it's really good They've I'm been glad playing you, it a lot on Alt Nation. I was just about to say, I'm glad you're listening to that because I I want to say it was a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, whenever the album came out, I sort of, I saw a couple songs and I was like, oh man, got to sit down, listen to this bad boy. It is spectacular. It is really, yep. really good. Um, they're one of the few, I would say, modern rock bands that can kind of bridge the gap between like alternative and what you would think of as more traditional style of rock music. Like they are just awesome, awesome, awesome. 
Yes, go listen to that. All right. Uh, well, Sarah, what are you watching? Oh my gosh. Um, wow, that's a great question. Okay. Um, I guess a couple things off the top of my head. Um, Pinch, you had talked about Donut King last week. So I followed up and I watched <laughs> it and it's great. There's a twist. Um, it's really good. I, I found it absolutely and fascinating. Also yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Stop cinnamon rolls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh walked right into that one. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. Um, highly recommend. Uh on top of your recommendation. And then I guess it was over the weekend we watched ALGS, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Apex yeah. Apex LGS. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Very fun to watch competitive Apex. It's insane. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Who's next? Pinch, what are you watching? Uh so nothing. Give me really... more recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately I haven't really watched anything new this this week. I mean, like obviously every week I watched last week tonight with John Oliver. He had a great oh. segment um this past weekend. Uh, so highly recommend you watch that. That was, I believe, episode 14 of this season. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but always always watching John Oliver. He's, he's great. Uh, I watched more of Black Dynamite, which is hilarious in its own right. Like, you have to... Yeah, I don't know. You have to kind of take it with a grain of salt because, I mean, it's, obviously it's making fun of... Um, of that era of of cinema and of the movie and of kung fu movies in general but like it's good i i think anyway um and then i was way behind on jujutsu kaisen so i followed up with that as well nice uh what about you bishop what are you watching honestly it's gonna sound random but um i've been watching a lot of old wrestling on youtube and I'm talking like from the 50s and 60s, like super, super old stuff, um, as well as some matches from Dynamite Kid. Reason being is that there's going to be a, a Dark Side of the Ring on Dynamite Kid. I think it's either this week or next week, something like that. And, uh, you know, basically talks about his some of the tragedies in his life. It's kind of interesting and also some of the things that he did. Um I know he's a complicated guy, but uh, incredible in-ring ability. And if you're at all interested in wrestling or the history of wrestling, even like the really old school stuff. I mean, I was watching stuff from the 50s. It's amazing how a lot of the same stuff that was going on then, as far as like moves, technique, things like that, it's still, you can see it today. It's just crazy that it's really like, yeah, there's some new high-flying stuff, but it really has not changed. The fundamentals really have not changed all that much from, you know, even 60, 70 years ago. So it's been kind well, of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, let's see. So what are we playing? Oh my, what are we playing? Uh, oh, I guess I technically I should start. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So I, t 
I did play a little bit of Marvel vs. Capcom 3 last week, which was fantastic. Played that in the tournament at Bees Infinite Hobbies. Lots of fun. Great game. Great fighting game. So that was fun. Obviously Valorant, and I've been grinding Rocket League because I have to get out of my current rank. Uh, I will not say which rank that is. <laughs> Damn. Man, I don't want to get clowned, so there we go. Yay. I'm pretty sure the majority of clowning has already happened. At this point, we just need to grind. Are arguably true. Yes, we do. That that does need to occur. I'm with you. We got to make that happen. Uh, Pinch, what are you playing? Uh, so... Because of the recommendation from our friend, the Dudas Monk, uh, I started playing this game called Everybody Wham Wham, which is a silly, silly game about um, a snowman making contest. And it's hilarious and it's fun. And I'm not going to tell you anymore. Go check it out. Everybody Wham Wham. <laughs> Um, but other than that, I mean the normals. I've been playing Valorant. It's almost season end, so I'm trying to finish that battle pass, you know, because I don't want to. Because you can't buy the epilogue, uh, the epilogue levels, right? And <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> Definitely can't do that. No. Nope. Um, and I mean, I'm pretty sure I played some Apex with you guys at some point last week. Yeah. Um, but that's about it. Oh, I've been like hardcore grinding Melvor Idol right now because I'm I'm close to okay. I'm sorry, I got to talk about this because it's a good game. Okay, I'm close to uh, the end game portion of Melvor Idol, so I'm starting to idle like end game dungeons, which is really cool to get like gear. It's stupid. I'm sorry. No. No, explain. I I don't I don't know anything about Melvor Idol. It's an RPG. There's dungeons, you know. <laughs> um, the the end game stuff is really cool because you get to fight, you get to fight things that you like really don't get to see in the rest of the game. So, hmm. um, but yeah, like there's there's like super low drop rates on a bunch of different stuff, um, and. Right now I'm cooking the rest of my whale so I can go back into a dungeon and fight more shit, so. Nice. Go play Melvor Idol, guys. You love to see that. <laughs> it is a great game. Text-based runescape, if you will. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Sarah, what are you playing? Uh, I made... Like a semi return to Valorant this week. Yeah, you did. Uh it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it's been interesting. What, two days? Two days I played? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And whoo boy. You know, I top fragged to bottom fragged. You know, everything in between. Forgot how to use my abilities sometimes. Forgot how to shoot guns. <laughs> but it's been okay. I, I'm excited for uh, to see what they do with the next season. Or whatever it's called, the episode. Next act. Act? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah and then Apex as usual. Um, the three of us, we've, we have played a lot of uh, competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of grinding that a little bit. So that's been fun. 
Uh, yeah, that's it. I actually didn't play any Genshin this week, so... Crazy. Not my usual three. No anime waifus this time no around. No anime waifus, yeah. Well, this week, got it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the official podcast from Triple Gaming Keybinds. We appreciate it. Of course, you can join us on Discord. Join the discussion. It's just discord.trample.gg. Type that into any web browser, and you will be able to join our Discord. Uh, we're going to have some announcements over the next month. Another community game night coming up, which we will talk about. Uh, we'll announce the game, all that good jazz. So stick with us. We're, we've got some fun stuff coming up uh, this summer. And not to mention, we're going to be doing some traveling, some competitive traveling in the very near future. That I'm very excited about. Can't say anything more than that, but there's some stuff coming from uh, the competitive side of Trample Gaming, which is a lot of fun. I can't wait. All right, until next week, thank you guys again for listening. We will catch you later. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you probably next week. Have a great one. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.